Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. Psalm 6 is a cry for mercy. It's another example of a prayer. In Psalms, you're beginning to notice this. There's a lot of prayers, a lot of crying out for God's help. There's a lot of singing, singing praises to God, singing thanks to God. It's, it is a book of songs and prayers but that's all under the lordship and kingship of God. This is why the prayers are going up to him. Because the main storyline is God as king and God establishing his kingdom. This is a cry for mercy. What I want to do is just real briefly give you the practical application and then read it. Okay? The practical application is David is a child of God and yet he's crying out for mercy for his sins. So you and I, as children of God, we still cry out for mercy for our sins. There are still going to be consequences for our sins on earth. Thank God, not the full consequences that those sins deserve, but you'll see this struggle that David is going through. He knows he has sinned. He knows he has in the wrong. He is suffering consequences for his sin. He doesn't understand everything, but he understands this. He needs to go to God and cry out for mercy. And I hope and I pray that that's a part of your devotional life is going to God, asking his forgiveness, asking for his grace, crying out for mercy um, for your sins. Because as Christians, we still sin. We're no longer slaves to sin. Praise God for that. But we still sin. And part of us growing in the faith is learning how to deal with that as those who are under grace. Psalm 6, beginning in verse 1. O Lord. Rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love, for in death there is no remembrance of you. And Sheol, who will give you praise? I'm weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with weeping. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. For the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. Again, you can see the key words, especially in verses 8 and 9. Weeping, plea, prayer, going up to verse 6, moaning, tears, weeping, verse 7, grief and foes. In verse 4 and 5, you see that in the middle of David's heart is still a focus on God's name and God's glory. He's crying out for mercy, but he hasn't turned to a self-centered worldview or a self-centered walk of faith. That's a contradiction in terms. He still knows that any good thing that God does in his life will be for God's glory and for God's name, so that God would be praised, so that he would grow in gratitude, so that David would grow in gratitude toward God. Same, same with us. For the sake of your steadfast love, he cries out for deliverance. Verse 2 will be the final thing I comment on, and then we'll again pray together. He says, Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. 
Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. It seems as though there is some kind of physical distress, bodily suffering. We don't know exactly the details, but he is suffering. He's crying out for God to be gracious to him. And then in verse 3, my soul is also greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? Basically, how long? How long will you leave me like this, Lord? Please show up and help me, deliver me. The, the, way, the, uh, the word also in verse 3 makes me, that's what makes me think that verse 2, when he talks about languishing and his bones being troubled, that's what makes me think that that's not just imagery, that that's in some respect literal physical trembling, because then he says, my soul also. So there's an internal suffering. There's a, uh, a turmoil that he's going through, and he's crying out for mercy. So my challenge first taken to myself within my own heart and then shared with you in love uh, is make cry for mercy a part of your devotional life as is appropriate, as is appropriate when you need to cry for mercy. Let's